Hello everyone, welcome back or welcome for the first time if you've just joined us for one of our uh, Pharmacy Technician Coffee Break Conversation podcasts on the role of pharmacy technicians in primary care. But today we have Dawn Cassidy who is going to talk about uh, health and justice. And Dawn, it was lovely because uh, you caught sight of the fact I think that we'd done the you know this series and you reached out and said I want to I want to do one of those um, <laughs> so we're so yeah. grateful Dawn for you reaching in touch and it's lovely we've, we've, we've never sort of actually met before but, but putting face to name is, is wonderful so I just wondered if you could just tell us a little bit about who you are and, and what your role is and then we'll get into the podcast hi Barry thank you um thank you for the opportunity yes um so it's really exciting to see the, 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 the Coffee Morning podcast. Um, and so my name's Dawn Cassidy. I'm the National Chief Pharmacy Technician uh, with Practice Plus Group. Um, Practice Plus Group is the largest healthcare provider of prison healthcare in over 50 prisons now uh, across, the, across England. And um, my role is really now is more of a strategic strategic leadership role and i've had a journey as operational pharmacy technicians in the past mm. i i'm so pleased to be able to, to sit here now and, and to support other pharmacy technicians coming through yeah, well, that's really good to hear. And Dawn, this will be probably be slightly different from some of the other podcasts because you've you've got a strategic role. But a lot of our listeners will be fascinated about what pharmacy technicians do operationally in there. So you're mm -hmm. well placed to sort of particularly. So I wonder if we can concentrate on on that. But I just wonder, I, I, I would love to know just a little bit about how you got into your role in health and justice. Thanks, Barry. Yeah, so it's quite unique, really. So uh, many, many moons ago, I um, started in community pharmacy, and I, I, that's where I did my qualification, the BTEC in pharmaceutical science. Uh, I did, also did my chemistry at O level because I didn't get it at school, oh, and it helped oh. hugely. Yeah. Helped hugely. And so I did about a couple of years post-qualifying in community pharmacy. And then an opportunity came up in a hospital quite close uh, to where I lived. And at that time, it was an MTO, so a medical technical officer. Yes, so pre-title pre of pharmacy technician. And so I got that post. I started my hospital career and I absolutely loved it. It was a not an opportunity to really embed the skills through the qualification and um, I love the patient contact um, and it was very at, at that time it was very much a more traditional hospital role as in yeah. so there's dispensing there was ward uh, top-up services and uh, we also had an aseptic unit so that was uh, you know I got a huge range of skills and competencies in hospital and it was around the time that I was uh, I got married I was just starting a, a family and I was yeah I had an opportunity by a friend to go into prison health. Uh, I was just going to ask you about that how, how, how did that happen Dawn? Yeah so one of my friends who's a pharmacy technician wanted a holiday from the prison 
And uh, she's been there for quite a long time. So I was on maternity leave and she called me to say, would I mind coming and to doing some cover for her as a locum for two weeks? And I suppose the rest is history, Barry. Oh. I have been, they didn't let me out of prison. So yeah, I'm yeah. still within the prison healthcare system. Yeah. Well, before we go on to what some of the technicians that you look after, manage, mentor and so on, give me two things that made you, get you hooked on prison pharmacy as a pharmacy technician, just a couple. That's a really good question. Thank you. So I think I was very fortunate to meet two really forward thinking, proactive leaders um, uh, just going back very shortly so in 2006 the home office was the healthcare provider for prison yeah. health and then it changed to NHS commissions and when the NHS came in the two leaders just saw the the quality and the value of what pharmacy technicians can bring, bring to prison health um, so I think that having them two, two individuals was key at that time yeah. And the other, the other thing that I, I think that I, I, and still to this day, I always talk about is patient care. Mm. Often the, the patients that we, we deal with are often disadvantaged through no fault yes. sometimes of their own with quite poor health outcomes. So I think that's, that was a driver definitely for, for me as well. Do you know what? That's really interesting because what you've picked up on there, Dawn, I think is it's a vulnerable cohort in many different ways. Um, and sometimes I, I, I'm a hospital pharmacist by background, Dawn, and sort of, you know, you go in and you have a whole spectrum. And of course, there'll be a spectrum all sorts in, in prisons and other secure environments. Um, but that's a really good point for reflection. I'd love to know, and I, I mean, we could spend ages, Dawn, couldn't we, talking about this, but sum up for me, maybe some of the, the things that a pharmacy technician in a secure environment might be doing. Yeah, another really good question, Barry. So I think the first thing I would say is just remember that it's, it's, you still you work within your professional standards, and I think that's really important. Sometimes when we come into prison, it, it's a completely different environment. So I think it's just about remembering that professional standards and that you're that pharmacy uh, professional. And very much similar. I mean, we often refer it to a GP practice behind a wall. It's, right. very, it's a primary care setting. Yes. So we have multi-professional teams. Uh, we've got obviously GPs, we've got physios, we've got occupational uh, therapists. So really multi-professional, varied primary care setting. And so the pharmacy technician would be responsible for ha the safe and secure handling of medicines. And one of the, that I was really fortunate with the practice plus group I work with, again, a really forward thinking company is that they really value pharmacy technicians and that we was starting to um, we um, support pharmacy technicians administering medicines. So that's really embedded into our practice. So that's a key part. Mm -hmm. Some of the pharmacies that we have in the prisons are dispensing pharmacies. So there'll be yes. that again, that traditional dispensing. There's opportunities for accuracy checking qualifications. 
And the wider primary care element that we're just driving forward now, because of all the exciting changes that we're seeing in primary care pharmacy technician practice, is very similar. So you would hold uh, maybe pharmacy clinics led by pharmacy yes. technicians, so minor medicine usage reviews, so kind of a simpler SM structured medicine review, and yeah, support the clinical pharmacist mm. with mm. information mm. gathering and looking at concordance of medicines for the patients, looking at uh, in-possession risk assessments. And that's a term, in-possession. There's something that might be quite unique for prisons. So it's around having, uh, evaluating the risk of patients holding their own medicines so they yeah. can take it away and give them the, the autonomy mm -hmm. to, to manage their own medicines. So it's very mm -hmm. patient-centered care. Very primary care, working with multi-professionals, and, and yes, just very much about bringing the standards and the qualification that you've trained to do within prisons. Yeah, uh, yeah. And, and add that value that we know we can as techs. Yeah, well, you know, as one of my later questions, which I'll, I'll come back to, uh, Dawn, but one of the things that just occurs to me is the whole issue around meds rec, medicines reconciliation. And I, I, am I right in imagining that there's a huge role here for pharmacy technicians, both on, you know, admission to a secure environment and maybe release from a secure environment? Yeah, that's a really good point. Thank you, Barry. A huge proportion of uh, work that the pharmacy technicians under, undergo is from that patient journey. So mm -hmm. when the patient enters the prison, they would reconcile the medicines they would obviously use the, the tools that they have, the summary care. So we have teams that work in early days in custody, so they follow that journey right the way through to that patient leaving. And we, we know, don't we, that that continuity of care is critical for patients, in, in just not, in, not just in prisons, but more so because they don't have those links when they get into the wider community. So, yes, pharmacy technicians are critical to supporting patients uh, to continue care. There's something that, that's come through, Dawn, in, in chatting with you. And for those of you listening, we've got our, our mugs in our hands as we have this coffee break chat, is the importance of person-centred care and valuing this population, which some people in society may not do. Would it be fair to say that pharmacy technicians who are con contemplating moving into work in a secure environment need to have those values? Yeah, um, absolutely. And I think it's, I think as a pharmacy technician professional, it's, it's values are embedded into the core of your profession. And it is really vital to have to bring them with you, regardless of care settings, but more importantly, in in prison health, mm. we we deal with sensitive information. We have got um, we're we're in like the prison home, so we yeah. we where healthcare is only in a, a little room within a bigger house. So we have to be very mindful of security as well. Yes, we have yes. to be, work with integrity. Uh, and I think that's a kind of intrinsic for, for the profession yeah. that I found my reflections on the, on the workforce that, you know, that are in prison health yeah. do have yeah. 
Oh, that's really helpful, Dawn, to reflect on that. I'm going to restrict myself to just two more questions, if I may, before we begin to draw things uh, to, to a close. Is, I wonder if you could give me maybe one unique set of skills that pharmacy technicians have that make them secure, secure, make them suited. That's the word. I've got secure on the brain door. Make them suited to a prison pharmacy environment. Yeah, so, wow, let me think. Um, so I think as pharmacy professionals, pharmacists and pharmacy technicians, we're very process-driven, aren't we? We're very, quite well, personally, being a, a, a Virgo and a perfectionist, I think we're very much um, like that. So I think that's just one of the skills is about the ability to follow standard operating process procedures. And it's very much there to protect, you know, individuals, their, those processes. And I think just to, to have, again, just going back to values and, and the, the skills that you bring, I mean, we, we have apprentice from apprenticeships right through to heads of healthcare and pharmacy technicians. So there's a wide range of opportunities out in prison health that you can bring. So I would just say, you know, Get in touch, have a look and see what's available. Guess what I was going to ask you, Dawn? I was going to ask, you know, if, if there are listeners who are pharmacy technicians who would like to explore more, you know, what, what, what should they do? Who could they talk to? I mean, we can't deluge you with inquiries, obviously, but, <laughs> but, 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 you know, maybe, maybe a tip or two uh, before we draw things to a close on this podcast. Yeah. So I would just encourage people, we advertise on NHS Jobs website, um, there's sometimes on NHS England's website for careers, uh, Health Education England has done a fantastic piece of work about education in the prison healthcare, health and justice, secure environment. That's interesting, yeah, yeah. Uh, have a look at NHS Trust, they're providers of local prison health, and have a look at uh, PPG website, we have uh, adverts on there all the time. Um, so just really be curious and have a yeah. look. Yeah, yeah. Well, do you know what? You've sold it. Um, Dawn, you, you talked earlier about O-levels because I'm of that age and generation where we did O-levels rather than GCSEs. And, you know, when I was a junior 30 years ago, there was it was very understated. But um, we, we do, for those of you listening, we do run... Um, annually a health and justice conference but, uh, on uh, online conference and we do a webinar each year so please do sort of plug into that as well but dawn um thank you so much it's been a joy to talk with you so lovely to chat um very relaxed um i'm going to uh thank uh, dawn and also sue who does the tech uh, for us on these podcasts and uh please do go to soundcloud.com forward slash NHS underscore SPS, bit of a mouthful, but if you go to that site and then you'll find all the podcasts that we've done, there's about 10 of them, which has been a lovely set of pharmacy technician coffee break conversations about the role of pharmacy technicians in primary care. But thank you so much for listening and I'm going to let you go now and say bye-bye. Thank you, Barry.